Today's daf is daf Chaf Aleph. We're holding about six, seven lines down from the top at the two dots. We said in the Mishnah is that Yesh Schuz Toyla Gimel Shonen, that not always, even if the woman did commit adultery, does the Mehamarim kill her immediately, because there are certain merits that can protect her up to three years. So Mora wants to know, what type of merits are there? There seems to be a huge merit for doing something, some kind of tremendous act that could cause her to have a three-year delay in punishment. So Mora wants to know what that is. Maybe it is the schus for studying Torah. Mora says that it's possible that Torah could give such merits, but not for women who are not obligated. Even if a woman can study Torah and gets rewarded, but the Mora understands is that the great reward of Torah is tied to the obligation to study Torah, which women are not obligated. She, if she does it, it's not out of obligation that she does it. And therefore, she does not have that great reward. Rashi says, the Pesach that talks about obligation to study Torah, it says, Benechem is your sons, not your daughters. Rather, maybe it's with a merit for doing mitzvahs, that the fact that she Kept the, keeps the mitzvahs of the Torah, maybe that's the merit that uh, will push off the, 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 the immediate punishment. When it says, does, is the merit of doing mitzvahs in this world that strong that could protect from that, this kind of a punishment? This is the following exposition that was made by Rabbi Nachum Bar Yossi. Pasuk says like this, this is a Pasuk that is in Mishnah, it says, Kiner mitzvah or that mitzvahs are compared to candles, to lamps, and Torah is considered compared to light. So why? Why? We see that the, the, the Torah compares mitzvahs to the, to the, can, to the candle, to the lamp, because a Torah to the light itself, to light. So it's a mitzvah in there. What is, uh, what is the point of comparing mitzvahs to, 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 to candles, to lamps? should be the girsa, the, 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 that the, that a, a candle or a lamp lights temporarily, means it burns out. It only offers light for a, for, for, for a certain limited amount of time. So avtu mitzvah ainam egina that the totu, the protection that is offered by mitzvahs, is only for a short amount of time. For the time and maybe immediately after one does the mitzvahs, one has the protection of those mitzvahs. But as a Torah, or, but on the other hand, if you compare the uh, being Isaac and Torah to light itself, or meir that's the girs again of the Mitzvahs that just as light is eternal, light, light is forever, right? As long as there's a world, there's light. So av Torah megin so too Torah protects forever. So, uh, so, so you see that the schus of mitzvahs is not as even as strong as the schus of Torah. So the is questioning, so how could it be her kiyom mitzvahs would be what protects her and stops her, pushes off the punishment of three years. And furthermore, we have another passage, we say this at the Siyum, right? It says in Mishnah, it says, that while you travel, Torah, the Torah will guide you. That refers to your traveling through this world. And when you go to sleep, it will protect you. That's talking about the eternal sleep. Zumiso. That's when a person dies, so the Torah that he learned in this world will protect him. And when you awaken, that's talking about 
by uh, uh, when when uh, uh, the achar uh, when, uh, the uh, by the resurrection when a person comes back to life, so the the Torah that he studied will speak for him, will be his advocate. So the asid lavoi, right? So Marshall, what is this comparable to? Again, we're just going on a little bit of deviation. The original problem has already been raised that you see this chus of a mitzvah is not even as strong as chus of Torah. She doesn't have chus of Torah and chus of mitzvahs don't seem that strong that could delay a punishment for three years. But we're now talking about the benefits of of studying Torah. And one gives the following marshal. Adam Shayyam Allah by Ishan Laila Fela, a person who's going in the darkest night and fog, and he's afraid, he doesn't see where he's going, from thorns, from ditches, from thistles, from wild animals, and from robbers. And even when he's walking, he doesn't know, am I going towards the wilderness? Am I going towards uh, the populated areas? I don't know if I'm taking the right path. He's down the layer of Vukas. If he gets a, 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 a lamp, a torch, Shil or a lit torch, Nitzel mina koitzim mina prosim. It'll help him at least from the thorns, from the ditches, mina barkanum, from the thistles, because he can see directly where he work, but, uh, walks. But a diamond, Sierra Mechai Rom, and I'll listen, but it doesn't help him from wild animals and from robbers. In fact, it might make it worse, because now actually he's become visible. But anyway, so he's still worried about that. And he for sure doesn't know which direction if he's going in the right direction or not. Came to Lamuda Shachar when dawn comes. So Nitzel Michael Rav Min Alistim. So wild animals and robbers don't 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 are not active by day. So comes daybreak. So at least that second problem has been removed. But Adain Eino Yodeh Be'ezu Dermal. But he still doesn't. He's lost. He's disoriented. He doesn't know the know the path that he's taking. So he can't tell. Am I going towards a major city or am I going towards the wilderness? He gil the parshas drachim, but when he gets to the parshas drachim, he gets to a, a a main intersection, and he sees, you know, this one goes to this city, this one goes to that city. So now he knows he's oriented himself now, and he knows what direction. So nitzamikulam, that now he becomes saved from everything. All right. So therefore, the Rashi breaks it down for us. These are different, the different degrees of. Um, uh, uh, that if, 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 if or Rashi says the lamp is the mitzvah, the kind of mitzvah, it helps you from some of the peronias, from some of the bad things happening, but he's still worried about Chayura and Minalistin that, that, uh, that are active at night. That the mitzvah doesn't help you for, right? So, and, and when he, when he comes on Muda Shachar, so, uh, that's, 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 that's Torah. Nitzel mina chet mina yusurin. But still is concern that, uh, uh, Shema Yichbara Yitzra Rashi is Levatel, the Yeshev Allah Yitzra, maybe the Yitzhar will still come back to him and cause him to sin. Say, Giel, the Parshish Drachim, and it gets to the intersection, so then he doesn't have to worry about Rashi, so that's from one one shot later on, it's Yom Misa, then you know that you've done what you needed to do, and you're, you're gonna be covered. Anyway. Another explanation is why do we see a uh, a difference between a ner and a, 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 the, the ner of Torah and the ner of mitzvah and the or of Torah is avera mechaber mitzvah. Even if a person's done mitzvahs, but then if he turns around does averas, whatever award the mitzvahs we're going to get can get extinguished by the avera. But ain't avera mechaber Torah. However, even if a person has done averas, but it will not it will not extinguish the reward that he gets. 
because of his being osik b'torah. Shenemar ma'im rabim that even any torrential waters lo yuchlu lechabes es ha'ava. The ava, Rashi says, is 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 what comes through Torah. That you come that love that connection with Hakadosh Baruch Hu through Torah. That's the highest level of ava. That even the, the greatest of Averis cannot extinguish. That, that the, the the benefits of that relationship. Am Rabbi Yosef Mitzvah be'idna de osik ba magno that a person at the time that he's doing the mitzvah it gives him protection umatzlo and it also protects him. It gives him protection from something bad happening to him at that moment and also protects him from the yetsahara so that they'll cause him to do averus. But that's only while he's doing the mitzvah. But when he's not doing the mitzvah, so the rewards of the mitzvah can give him some protection, but it doesn't protect him from the Yetzirah. Now, this already is an answer. Because now what we're saying is that we ask, what does a woman have to do to be able to have that protection that it's delayed for three years? The Chayra, we said, the mitzvah, that's not as even as great as Torah. Moses says, yes, it's true, it's not as great as Torah. But it is at least enough, even when you're not being osik in the mitzvah, to protect you from Puranias and something bad happening. Which, Mamela, that's why we can understand that the delay of three years that the woman might have is for Kiyom mitzvah. So that actually is answering the original Question that we had, but Torah is even greater. Torah offers protection uh, from from Poronius from bad things happening, and even from doing future averus from the Yetzirah for averus. It'll even protect even at the mo- at the time that you're not doing the mitzvah. Now, the one is going to ask Akasha. It's not asking Akasha on the original answer. The original answer was answered is that doing mitzvahs at least offers enough protection for something bad happening for you for the future, which is why the woman has the schus, that could be the schus. But he's asking Akasha on the fact that you said that for the, the kayach of Torah is that it even protects when you're not being osik in it, not only from something protecting you, bad happening to you, which you said even mitzvahs does that, but even from Avera. So frankly, one of some ask of law, Rabbah is the girsa. That we have uh, 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 was the girsa Rameir, right? Is that the girsa? No, it's the girsa. No, I'm sorry, Rava. You're right. So Elamata. What about we have two great Talmidei Chachamim? We're greatest Talmidei Chachamim their generation, Doeg Achitofel, and their hate for David Amelach. They they did terrible averus. And so how can you tell me that the study of Torah protects a person from doing Averus? We see Dor, it didn't help Dor and Achitofel, who were from the greatest Talmud HaChachum of their generation. So Milo asked me Torah, did not connect Oisik with Torah, Tamayu Legin Alayu, why didn't it protect them even at the time when they're not being Oisik, should protect them from what? From doing Averus, we see that didn't happen. So Ella Amarabi, you have to tweak it a little bit. Torah, the inner Asik Ba, Torah, while you're studying the Torah, Magna, it protects you from bad things happening, bad things happening. Umatzlo, and it also protects you from Avera, from the Yetzer for Avera. But the inner, the law Asik Ba, if you're not engaged in the study of Torah, Aguni Magnet will offer the schar, the reward is that even the Lamaza, you get protected from something bad happening to you, but Atsuli learn Matzlo. But it doesn't help you protect you from uh, choices, from the Yetzer being able to cause you to make bad choices and do a virus. 
That only helps while you're engaged. Ah, so what's the difference between Torah and Mitzvahs? Mitzvah, ben be'ida da'asik ba, ben be'ida le'asik ba, aguni magno, atzuli le'en matzlo. Torah, I mean, a mitzvah will protect you whether you're doing it or whether you haven't done it. It will protect you from something bad happening, which means that the answer we gave you for still is a good answer. The only thing we're tweaking over here is that the yeter for not ha- does not help you not only while you're not doing the mitzvah, but you can still have the yeter for avera even wow. while you're doing the mitzvah. You can still be susceptible to the yeter for avera. That's the difference we're saying. Ravina Amar Lo'olam Schus Torah. Go back to what the first answer was. The merits, such great merits, can only be the Schus of Torah. What was our kasha on that? That women are not mitzvah, right? But the Ka'amar Eina mitzvah ve'aisa. Moira says like this: Nehi the pekude lo mafkedo. That even though it's true, women are not obligated. But the adro, the makrin, but in the reward, that they're the ones that they read. They do the homework with the kids, right? The husband's working. They sit there and they, they make the child have to read over and read the Torah that he learned in school. And also they, they take them to the Rebbe. They're the ones that have to take them to do the carpool in the morning. They're the ones that have to take them to learn. And their husbands that have gone to other cities to learn Torah and come back late at night, they stay up and wait for their husbands to come. So in that reward, they have a chalik in the Torah that their children and their husbands are learning. They're not divide with them as well. So therefore, bottom line is, so now we can go back and say, yes, it's true. It comes out of, I was thinking about it, it's fascinating. You got these women, oh, we want to learn as well, we want to learn. But you can learn, but you should know that the reward that you help support your husband and your children is actually greater than the actual reward for you learning yourself. It comes out uh, interesting thing. Moses is like this. My Parshan's Drachim. What did it say before is that one of the steps we said is that the person who gets the Parshan's Drachim, then he knows that, uh, that, that he is protected, uh, 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 and he knows the direction that he's going. So, Amr Abchista said, Amrachim Yom Misa. Person says we have the Morrison Brokos is that a person is Al Tamin Ba'atmacha, Ad Yain Mosi, you never know, you could always do something wrong. We see Yochan Karen Godel, he, uh, he, he, uh, he, uh, in, in his 80th year, he became, uh, he became a min. But a person, when he died, on the day that he's going to die, he knows that whatever Torah he did, whatever, ever, he's now fully protected because now the Yetzer is not going to be able to cause him to to make to 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 make any of to do any of those. From now by Yisro Amar Zetam Chacham Yiraschet. But there is a level called Yiraschet. Yiraschet the Baal Musa talk about is that you reached a level where the lowest level the Rambam tells us is a person's afraid of punishment. He says that's actually the level of Yira of children or women that you're afraid if I do it I'm going to get a zet. I'm going to. That's a very low level of Yira of why we don't do averus. The higher is, level is that it's the Yira of the avera itself. How can I do the Aveira? Because Baruch Hu said, don't do it. So you're afraid to do the Aveira for the sake of the Aveira itself. Different ways that Mepharshim explain it. One way that Mepharshim explain it as well is like you don't, like you, you don't want to do something because you know that somebody you love is bothered by it. So you're afraid to do it because you don't want to cause that person any harm. That's one way of saying That's a high level. That, that, if you reach that level, then the Yetzer at that point 
is not going to have any shlita over you. He said Parshas Drachim refers to another very, very high level that people attain if they put a lot of effort in the study of Torah, that you're able to study Torah to get to the halacha. Not everyone is able to reach that level of Torah. So when you reach the study of Torah that your mamash are able to come out with, with the halacha, so that's also, that's like a protection from making a, uh, that's the Parshish Drachim, you don't have to worry about the Yetzir anymore. Alright. Dover Achler, another explanation between Avera and Mitzvah, uh, between uh, Mitzvah and, and, and Torah. We said, why is Mitzvah there? Mitzvah, Torah's or. Avera Machabe Mitzvah. Avera can extinguish the reward of a Mitzvah. But ain't Avera Machabe Torah. But Avera cannot extinguish a, uh, extinguish Torah. So that's, that's the, uh, the symbol that seems to be similar to what we said before. Not sure what it's adding over here. Yeah, yeah, that goes without saying. But uh, what's what's it adding over here? It's the schus of the mitzvah, right? The schar of the mitzvah. Schar mitzvah, Rashi. Aver mechav schar mitzvah. schar mitzvah. Torah No, that was the way that was the way we explained it before. Uh, but that's what that, that's the that was. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know if it's adding a new a new nuance to what we had said before. All right. I'm Rabbi Yosef. Darsh Rabbi Nachum bar Rabbi Yosef lahai kro kisina that we heard Rabbi Nachum bar Yosef expound the following pasuk kisina. It's like we were standing at Har Sinai. He was standing at Har Sinai the way he said it over in such a beautiful manner. What did he say? Vilmalei darshua darshka And if a dog in Achitofel had darshened the pasuk in the same way. So Lord wrote for us David. They would not have been, have been road of David. They would not have chased down David. What was the pasuk? It says like this. This is a pasuk that is brought down in Tehillim. It says Lamar Elokim is that those who hated David, those who were against him, said that Hashem has, has abandoned him. Ritful. Let's let's chase him down. Uh, and let's capture him, Kiein Matzah, because Hashem no longer is giving him protection. Right? Why? Why did they think that? My daughters, what gave them the notion that they could chase David, Amelech, and now that he's no longer going to be protected from HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Why? Because the Pazuk says, like this, Ervas Dabar, is that the Pazuk says that Hashem is the Kerem Machanecha, and he's with you in your encampment, and he's with you going, but as long as there's no Ervas Dabar, but if there's an Ervas Dabar among you, some, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu abandons you, he'll not be Machanecha. So they said, after the Chet of Batsheva, whatever it means, Dabar Melch, on his level, that was considered an Ervas Dabar, so it must be that what? Hashem is not protecting him anymore. We can chase him down. That it's true. Avera, person does ervas dover. It'll wipe out any reward or any protection that he can have on mitzvahs that he does. But what it doesn't take away is but So David Amel still had the protection. Why? Because of his great level of being Isaac betayra. Right. Okay, now the Pasuk said like this. This goes back to an earlier Pasuk we had. We said that the Mayim Rabbim Yachlul Chabas Ava, Pasuk in Shirashirim, that great waters will not be able to, to, to extinguish the love, right? And the, and the Pasuk says that even if you want to give all your wealth, right, to attain that level of Ava, 
If you want to give all to your coin base, you want to give all your wealth to achieve, you're not going to that. That love is only attained by actually studying Torah. You can't buy that. And therefore, so he said, in such a case, they will mock him. They will, they will make fun of him that he thinks he can go ahead now and give his money and attain that level. People are going to make fun of him. So what does that mean? So, so what Ula is going to say is like this. This doesn't mean the Yisachar-Zvulun relationship. Yisachar-Zvulun relationship that you can, because if you support somebody while he's learning Yisachar-Zvulun, you can reach that level of Torah, of Ava. Even the person who's doing the supporting, the Yisachar, the, the Zvulun can receive it together with the Yisachar. What it is coming to explain is that there were certain people, I'm going to give examples over here, is there were certain people that after they saw somebody reach it, reach a certain level in learning, and they never did. They went back and wanted to offer number money. They wanted to offer uh, money and say, can I buy half of your merits? After that, that, boys, boys, Allah, they'll make one you cannot have. At the time that it's happening, doing investing in somebody while helping him learn while he's learning, then you can reach that level of Ava, of their level of connection through Torah. But to later on say, a person, I should have learned the last 70 years. No problem. I'm going to go ahead now and support Yeshiva. No, that you don't get that. You have to do it at the time. It has to be in real time. It can't be retroactively. The time that he's studying. Yeah, when he needs the money to help him, that's when you have to give him the money. Not buy it from him after he's done it. Right? God wants to go on his, I don't know how well he's going to learn. Let's see. Let's see what happens first, and then we'll go back and let's see how much I need the money first. And then, you know, that doesn't work that way. Right. The more says like this. Amar Ula. Loika Shimon, Achi Azariah. This is not referring to the relationship of Shimon, the brother of Azariah, who actually had that type of a, uh, a Yisachazvulun relationship. But like Rabbi Yochanan the Benesiyah, not like Rabbi Yochanan, who was from the house of the Nasi, that also had that Yisachazvulun relationship. Ella Kehillel, uh, But rather, it's like the case of Hillel, and Hillel had a brother, his name was Shabna. Now we know that Hillel, he had to study Torah in such impecunious, uh, uh, situations, like he had mamish nothing. And later on in life, when he made it big in learning already, his brother Shabna shows up, for Shevna, what is his name, Shevna, and says, let me give you half your money for half your money. That, that's what it means, the Pasuk, boys, your boys, the Lord. The Chiyazer of Dimi, Amar Hil V'Shevna Achihavu, Hil Azer B'Tayr V'Shevna Abed Iska. And ever, he went into business. Each one decided what to do. The Saif, at the end, when each one was successful in their own endeavors, Amalei, so Shevna came back to Hillel and said, Tor Naroi V'Lipnoi, let's become partners, let's divide. Yotzeh Basko V'Amra Imyutin Ishes Holon Beisa, that's what the Basko gave the Pasuk. If somebody wants to give even all the money that he has in his house, boys, you boys are going to mock him. Because it doesn't work that way. Yisachar Zvulun only works when the guy is learning and needs the money, that's when you have to help him with it. Okay, let's go back. Those were good. He was from the different Yisachar. Yisachar from the Bein Asiya. Who was supporting him? I, 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 I don't say which the, who was the relationship with, was with who, but he was involved in a Sochazvulun relationship with the house of the Nazi. Maybe they were supporting him. Not sure. It's not the Yisachar that we know. It's a different Yisachar. All right. All right. Let's go back top of the top of Chafala uh, from base. Amar ben Azah, Chafan Allah made a person who said ben Azah said a person should teach his uh, daughter Torah so that she should know if 
Chaz B'Sholem, she ever gets into a Sota situation, even though she knows that she committed adultery and she drinks and nothing happens, she should know that the halacha is that there are schuyos that can delay it. Because if she's not uh, uh, familiar enough with that concept, then what will Rahman al-Islam, what she'll think at that moment, that what? That maybe it's not real, it's not true. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Rav Lezer came along and said, no, what are you talking about? Teaching Torah? You're causing Sota situations because Kalam Alamad is Bito, Torah, right? So we're going to see what he means. But it says, it says, if you teach Torah, it's Malam the Tiflis. Now, the one who's questioning the words, how can you say teaching someone Torah is teaching Tiflis? Tiflis means like I- I- intimacy or immorality in certain scenarios. But how can you teaching Torah is teaching that? So when it says like this, Tiflis Al-Gadayta, Tiflis, it means you're giving you the tools when you teach someone Torah, you are honing their, their critical thinking skills. You're giving them ways that if they want to be devious, they're able to be devious. She's able to now commit certain averas in a way that she won't get caught. So that's what it means. It doesn't mean that it's teaching tiplus, but now it's as if you, because you gave the tools for those things to, to those averas to happen. I'm Rabbi, my time with Rabbi Lazar. What's the reasoning for Rabbi Lazar? Right, where does he see? That Torah has the capacity for good or for bad if it's utilized incorrectly. So he says like this, Ani Chachma, it's referring to the Torah, I am wisdom, Shachanti Arma. Now what does it mean, Ani Chachma? It's a passage in Yirmiya. It says like this, uh, I am, uh, 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 Chachma, and I have, uh, Shachanti Arma, I, uh, I, I, uh, have, dwell with Arma. What does Arma mean? So he learns Arma comes from the lesson of, uh, like we find by the Nachash, Nachash. Mm-hmm. The Nachash is Arma Mikol Adam. It's the lesson of cunning, right? It says, When a person gets that level of Chachma, when he's studying Torah, he's able to get that level of cunning. Now, it's supposed to be utilized and channeled in a very, in a way that he now is able to study Torah in a very, very high sophisticated way. But if a person wants to, unfortunately, they can use it. That's why you find, like, you know, all well, the biggest shticks and the, the guys are like, you know, well, the, 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 the loopholes, it could come from people that are studying Torah because if they're not using, utilizing it in the appropriate manner. For Rabbonin, uh, what about the Chachom who disagree? Right? If they hold, no, you're supposed to teach your daughter Torah, like the Nazai said. So according to them, how do they understand the Pasa that's teaching Shachanti, I'm a Chachma, that Shachanti Arma. Hi, Ani Chachma, my Avid. What do they do with that process? And by the way, there will be a Zimbabwean. That will be a Zimbabwean. Any different terms come? El Mishamamid Atzme Aram. Doesn't mean cunning. It's referring to if you want to have Chachma into enter you, you have to stand as as if as if you're naked. As you're naked means that you you have to be humble. You have to see yourself as being humble and low. Like we learned before, Torah is like water, it goes down to the lowest point. So that's what the Pazik is saying. The word Arma comes from the word Arum over there. Arum means that like without any trappings, without any shtick, without any gaiva, that's what it refers to. So therefore, that's how the Chachamim understand it. Same idea. That you have to see yourself as a nothing. Like a Kamisha Eina. You see yourself, you think yourself as a Chashev guy, then Torah is not going to be Makayan by you. Torah doesn't go with Gaiva. We had that before. Shanem Chachma, right? The Pasuk is that Pasuk in Eo. It says, Chachma, me ayin temotze. By the ayin. 
you'll find if they want to consider themselves like an iron, that's where you will find Torah. All right. Now, the Mishnah concluded, Yeshua Aimer, he said like this. Now, the, 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 the Meiris is the right girsa of the Gemara, just to understand the Gemara's question. The, it says, the positive says, Rotsa Isha, uh, Bekav, uh, Tiflus, right? Metisha Kavin Precious. So the, what the, the, the simple reading is that a Kavin is a small measure. So a woman would rather have a small measure of intimacy than a large measure of abstinence, which doesn't make any sense, right? What does that mean? Who, who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want to have a rather, meaning, it even doesn't even make sense. I mean, what does that even mean? A small measure of intimacy as opposed to a large measure of abstinence. So the Muslim says, what does that mean? My Ka'amar, that it doesn't even read. Muslim says, you're missing a vov. The way you have to read it is, Hafi Ka'amar, wrote to Isha, the Kav, Kav refers to Parnosa. A woman would rather have a small, a lower level of, of, of living, a smaller level of living of her husband's parnosa, the tiplus, as long as she's able to have the intimacy, he comes home every night, he's not away all the time. Mitisha kavin of precious, having the nine kavin, having the highest, uh, the, the uh, lifestyle of living, if there's going to be precious abstinence, there's not going to be any abstinence. That's, so that's what the Pasuk is telling you. That, that, that's what the, that's what the Yerush is saying. Then the Mishnah says, who are you, Omer? It says over another thing. It says, who are you, Chosid Shota? That, uh, now, but it, it's interesting over here that Rashi learns that this is connected to what we said before, why you should not teach women Torah. But it doesn't explain why not. He says, since a woman, right, let's see what it says, a woman would rather have intimacy as opposed to uh, a high level of, uh, of, 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 of uh, living a high level, then having abstinence, and, and having, uh, so even though she's on, she would rather have a, a lower level of uh, financial support with intimacy than the other, than the other way around, right? And therefore, and therefore, Roger, and therefore she shouldn't study Torah. It's so like this is a backup that's saying is if Yeshua is actually supporting the position of Rebbe Lezer, that's why she shouldn't study Torah. It's not clear. What, what is Rashi actually trying to say? So I saw some of them before explaining like this. What he means is, this is the way I understand it anyway, is that for a man, Torah curbs his Yetzirah. Without Torah, man's Yetzirah is out of control. It's what Torah is actually curbs. So actually, what Torah does is it... Uh, it, it gives a, a, the person the controls of, yes, you'll have limited intimacy, but he needs the Torah because without it, he would have no control. A woman doesn't have that. She doesn't, she's able to control her need for intimacy. We see she wants intimacy. She's willing even to forgo on, but she's, but she needs, she doesn't need those controls. She has it. Now, if, now, if the purpose of studying Torah is going to actually, she sees, is actually impeding on one's libido, she's not going to be happy with the husband studying Torah. Why? Because since she wants her intimacy, and she knows that, that what Torah does is, takes away from the intimacy, so then she's not going to want the husband to study Torah, because him studying Torah then will end up having less intimacy 
for her, and therefore it's better that she doesn't study Torah. That's why I think I think I think the shot it could be one shot anyway. Right. So why is that bad? I don't. I don't understand why that's so bad. I'm, I'm explaining why it's wrong. Is that she's not going to want her husband to study Torah if she sees it takes away from her intimacy? Anyway, let's go on. Who are your Omer? Chassid Shote said that that that, that uh, there's nothing worse. It destroys the world to have somebody who's a big pious, you know, he's got the longer payas, but is the is an imbecile. Like you know, he's a shaita. He's an amaritz. Why? Give examples of it. You're going to Katava Itasabinara. A woman is drowning in the ocean. And this guy says, I'm a I can't look at women. I can't go jump and save her. I'm not supposed to be looking at women. So that's a chassid shaita. He wants to be a chassid, but at the expense of, of, of this woman dying. That's right. Right? That's uh, true. I can't jump in and save her. What's an example of somebody who is a cunning Wicked person. What does, how, what does it mean he's a cunning, wicked person that destroys the world? So, I'm Rabbi Yechonan. Let me explain it like this. The halacha is as follows. Very interesting halacha is that a dayan is not allowed to discuss the case that he's going to be judging with any one of the parties before the case happens. Why? Because we're, going to, we're afraid that he might have a bias. So, somebody smart enough he knows the judge. He talks to the judge, and like in a roundabout way, you know, I have a friend. You know, like you know, it talks about a case that he knows he's about to have with another baldin, but this way he, he clouds the judgment of the of the judge. He makes creates a bias that's considered to be a Russia orum. All right, Rabbi Avo Amar, he says like this. Well, let me give you an example before we read it. Avo says like this: is that there is a shear of when we consider a person that he is poor enough to go collect Lekat Shekha Peya or to collect uh, Meiser uh, Ani, right? It has to be that the person does not have to his name 200 Zuz. So a farmer sees the poor person coming and he says to him, how much money do you have? He says, I have 199 Zuz. Oh, I want to help you. He gives him an extra Zuz. Now, by giving him the extra Zuz, he now stops the guy from being able to go into... His farm. And if he went into the farm, he'd be allowed to take as much as he wanted. And therefore, this guy, he is considered to be a Russia Arum because he's like, figured out a way how to hurt somebody by, with, with, his, with his cunning. That's one who gives the, uh, a, a, a dinar to make up the 200 Zeus. The Allah is, if you only have, uh, if you have already 200 Zeus to your name, so that once you have 200 Zeus, you can't touch any of the Lekha any of the Matmazaniyam from the field. My son, you can't collect my son. Let's say you had only 199, so then at one time somebody can give you a gift of a thousand. Why? Because you're allowed to accept it. Why am I allowed to accept it? Because at the time it's given to you, only have 199. So I feel as long as it's at one time. But if somebody comes up and gives you one, then you can't collect any more of the gifts. 
So I raise a yitos. He's allowed to even take a, a, a thousand if he's at, at 199. He's below the threshold. Now, Ravasi, Amar Rav Yechanan, he says another, another case of a, a, a uh, the halacha is like this, is that normally when there's a bo- uh, there's, there's y- Yarshim, sons and daughters, so the halacha is the sons inherit the actual assets, but they are responsible for taking care of the daughters. Now, if there's a limited amount, let's say there's only a limited amount of land that cannot cater to both. So the Chachamim said, is in such a case, we are circumvent the halacha. We say the women collect the asset and let the sons go and get tzedakah because it's much easier for a man to collect tzedakah than it is for a woman. Now what happens is before it got to court, the sons grabbed. They grabbed the, they grabbed the asset. They already grabbed it and, uh, before it actually got to court. So in such a case, then once they already took it and the din teres, they were allowed to take it, they they're not going to take it away from them. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you, the, the, the father dies and you know there's only a limited amount of assets and you go to the son and say, listen, before they take you to court, go chop the assets. Right? That's a Rosh Arum because you're hurting the girls and circumventing the rabbinical halacha in such a case. So I'm Rabbi Yechon, it's actually you sell, it's not only you grab and you sell those nechosim, it's when you grab and you sell those nechosim, they they're not going to go make you take it back. So you give some of the eggs, go grab it and sell it quickly, so they won't make you take it back. Ravazi Yom Rabbi Yechon says a different shot. He says like this, the case is, this, this, it's actually a tanoyim, and like one tana, you're a Rosh Aram. Let's say somebody dies, Right? He leaves his children his assets. So the way it works, they use the assets. When they die, what happens to the assets? It goes to... Whatever's left will go to their children, the grandchildren. Let's say the grandfather made it clear. He says, I'm only leaving this to my sons, to my children, but when they die, I want it to be given to a Freimda. I want to give it to, to give it to Ruvain. It shouldn't go to my grandchildren. So it's Machlekes Tanoyim. According to one opinion, that that means that you can't sell the actual asset. You only have use of fructory rights. You're allowed to benefit from the land, you're allowed to benefit from the fruit, but when you die, the actual asset itself has to be intact and goes to the third person that you wanted it to go to, the third party. According to, we're going to see Rav Shimon, I believe it is, Rav Shimon Gamliel, he says that no, he says that you can use whatever you want and you can even sell the asset and whatever's left though of the asset, if you didn't sell it, that'll go to the grandchildren. So if you hold like Rashim and Gamliel and somebody go, you go to someone and say, according to Rashim and Gamliel, you better get, maximize your benefit from it, sell it, use it all up because whatever you leave is going to go to the grandchildren. That's a, that's, that's a Russia Aram. Why? Why do you need to be giving someone such an eighth? Even though it's true, it will be the truth. But don't give someone such an eighth. That's a Russia Aram. Someone says like this. A person who gives eighth to sell the nechosim that were left to you, the children. A grandfather says to his sons, he says, My nechosim are going to be you while you're alive, but when you die, it's going to an outside person, not the grandchildren. So now, right? So Laploni. So Yorad Arishon. So let's say the children went, Umachar Va'achal, and they sold, and, uh, 
and consume the money that was sold. Hashani Mosami Adal Kuchos, Dibrab Rebi. Rebi's shita is you didn't have a right to sell it. You only have a right to use the fructuary rights. You're allowed to benefit from the land. You're not allowed to sell it. And therefore, if somebody bought it from you, the the the, 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 the third party can take it back. From the person who bought it. it means it's, it's not a permanent sale because you don't have a right. You only have Yusuf fruit. You can sell your Yusuf fructuary rights. The guy who bought it from you can use the fruit, but he can't, he doesn't own the asset and therefore the third party can collect it back. That's Rav Rebbe's Shittim. Shem Gamil Oimer, Rishon. Is that the Shani, I'm calling the third party, but the, 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 the person who you said, Rubain, who you said should get it, can only collect what the children have. But if they sold it, then it's, they, they're allowed to sell the actual asset itself. If they sold it, there's going to be nothing left from Shani. Now, to Russia, Aram, the father clearly wanted something to go to that person, and you gave an to how to eradicate it and get rid of the asset completely, that's considered to be a Russia, Aram. Alright, what's another example of a, a, a Rosha Aram, a cunning, wicked person? He sways other people through his ways. This guy actually inside is a Rosha, he does bad things. But he doesn't, he wants to justify, and he doesn't want people to, to see that he's doing bad things. So he acts on the outside like a big tzaddik, and he causes other people to follow him like he's a big tzaddik. Right? But he really is only doing it so that people shouldn't realize that really he's not such a big tzaddik and he's doing things that he shouldn't do. So he's, he's, he's creating a, a, a facade that causes others to follow him even though he really is not a big tzaddik and he's only creating that facade so people won't realize who he actually is. That's, that's an Rosh Aram. He says, if you have a post-it, that tells everybody, this is Osir, this is Osir, this is Osir, and behind closed doors, for himself, he that the same thing is Mutter. We see, it is brought down by Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, exactly the opposite. Rabbi Moshe held that, uh, the, that, 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 uh, Sherry Casks is, is Mutter. Right. He held that Sherry Casks, you know, the, the, the whiskey that's made in, in the Sherry Casks. It's a certain type of, uh, of barrels. That have absorbed in it wine. Ramesha held that it, it's not, it doesn't make the whiskey awesome. But, but himself, in his life, when, when he was like at home, he wouldn't drink it. When he went into a public forum and somebody offered to him, he would drink it. Because he held, you shouldn't, uh, he held that you, you, you shouldn't say that something is, uh, is, is, is mutter. And then, and then, and then not go ahead and, it's mutter for you, but it's usher for me. But I'm the exact opposite. But this guy does this other thing. He always, it's usher for you, and it's mutter for me. Exactly the opposite. That's a Russia Aram. Alright. Okay. Now. Ula Amar, Izesh, Shakara Let's say a person, he looks like a Talmud Chacham. He can quote every Pasuk in the book for you. He knows all the Mishnayas by heart. But but he never started Gemara by his Rebbe. So such a guy is a Rosh Aram that he is, because people think he's a Talmud Chacham and they treat him like a Talmud Chacham and they follow what he tells them, but he never got the Kalim to be a Talmud Chacham because he never got Shimush. He never went and studied by a Rebbe and that's very, very important and, then he, and, and, and people are looking to this guy. You have these guys that they know Tanakh by heart. They know all the Mishnayas. 
But that, that's not a person that we need to take direction from, because unless he actually got Shemush from a Rebbe, it's on Chacham, studied Gemara Raja brings down, that person cannot be uh, followed as a Talmud Chacham. That's considered to be creating damage that's a Russia element.